You are listening to Cold Lake Community Church Podcast. I hope today's message inspires you. Cold Lake Community Church, a place where families come together. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Well, today, I believe today that the Lord has given me something to minister that if we'll catch on to it and we'll grasp a hold of it and we'll put it into action, that it's going to change each one of us. Now, you know, brothers and sisters, to be perfectly honest with you, we need a change. Do you agree? We need to be changed. Um, God's got some really important things he wants to get done. And he's having a hard time getting it done because he needs you and me to do it. And we're not really cooperating. There's some areas that we're actually falling short. Now, that's not to minister condemnations to us. But what it is, is, is to minister the truth of correction. Brothers and sisters, sometimes we need correction. Now, I got children, and uh, as they grew up and are growing up, I had to bring instruction to their lives. I had to bring discipline to their lives. Because if I had just let them go, they'd have done everything they wanted and been anything they wanted. And that would have been probably, a lot of times, contrary to the Word of God. But, or as the same thing is, God needs to bring correction to you and me. Because there's areas we're falling short. Now today I want to talk to you. Now actually to be honest with you, this is, this is quite, uh, this is uh, actually something uh, wonderful that the Lord does. A while back the Lord started talking to me about something. And um, it was to do with my own life. And not only my own life but the body of Christ. And I got, I started getting prepared in this fashion. And the other day the pastor calls me and asked me if I would speak the word. God's been preparing this. Amen? <clears throat> now, what I want to speak about today is I want to talk about the law of confession. Now, don't turn me off, because I know you're thinking, right, I'll babble it and grab it. No, I'm not, talking about, I'm not talking about that. Give me a second here now. Give me a chance, okay? Don't, don't turn me off because I said confession, okay? This is a very important thing. Now, the law, if we, if we go into the the meaning, the word law. We're not talking about civil law or we're not talking about, you know, our court system or anything like that. That's not what we're talking about, but law. But here's the definition of law. A principle based on predictable circumstances of an act. I'll say that again. A principle based on predictable circumstances of an act. In other words, if you put it into motion, the same results will happen every time. Can I give you an example? Perhaps one would be just the law of gravity. Very simple one. We understand that that principle that every time we drop a stone, it'll fall. Amen? How about something a little different? Something that uh, I understand a little bit about, and that's the law of flight. You know, an airplane, in order to, to get off the ground, it needs lift. And we understand, as a pilot, we understand that you have to get some speed up before you'll get some lift. And if you get that air moving over the top of that wing, create a low-pressure area, that plane will lift. Now, if you're, if you're flying, 
If you're flying a, a 172, okay, it wumbles along and gets off. But if you're flying something a little different, let's say a 767, somebody might look at a 767 lifting off and they go, that is just astonishing how that thing can get off the ground. The reason it's astonishing to them, brothers and sisters, they don't understand the law. They don't understand the theory. That law will work for a 747 or a 767 or a 172 or the little RV4 I had. It all works the same. It's a law. It's a theory. You put it into practice, it'll do the same thing every time. As long as I got speed, as long as I got enough air going over that wing, it's going to lift and I'm going to fly. Well, the same thing is true with the word. Amen? Now, we're talking about the law of confession. Now, the word confession here is not like, oh, I'm going to go, you know, some, some were Catholic and they used to go before the priest and give confession. Or, you know, you confess that you've done something wrong. You know, you go before your mother and say, you know, I, I was the one that took the cookies. That's not the confession we're talking about. The biblical, the, the, the word confession, actually, what it is, it's, the word is, the Greek word is homologio. Homo means the same, or logo, or logos, the word. Homologio, it means, it actually means, it says here, the Greek word homologio means to say the same thing as. To say the same as, then agree, admit, and acknowledge. Agree, admit, and acknowledge. Homologio, that's the word, so the law of confession. We're talking about homologio. The law of homologio, okay? To say the same thing as. Well, we already know what we're going to talk about, right? We're going to talk about us, homologio, us saying the same thing as God. We're going to talk about us saying the same thing that Jesus has said. About us, about our circumstances, about the world, about the situation we're in. We're going to say the same thing as homologio. We're going to say the same thing as. Then we're going to agree and admit and acknowledge. Amen? Law of confession, because that law, remember, it's a predictable act. In other words, if you put it into motion, it's going to work, whether you believe it or not. You can sit up in your room and throw a rock off the building and say, I don't believe that, I'll lift it at the bottom. You can believe all you want, but I'm going to tell you this. The law of gravity dictates that that rock's going to fall and hit the ground. You can tell me that what you say doesn't make any difference, but I'm going to tell you that it does. The law, is gonna, the law of confession is going to work in your life for good or bad, whether you believe it or not. Now, we're just going to have to come to that fact. Now, what do you say we go into the Word and read some of the Word and just see what the, how that's applicable to us? Amen? Because that's where we want to get our foundation from. There's no sense me standing up here and just saying some flowery words and then you going out of here and you have no faith. You'll have no basis for it to stand, to stand on that. You've got to get some foundation. You've got to get some truth. Amen? that you can stand on to make sure this is actually what I'm saying is actually truth. Amen? You see, brothers and sisters, I want to say something to you. I want to tell you that truth is greater than fact. It may be a fact that you're not feeling well, but the truth is you're healed. It may be a fact that your son, your daughter, your family, they're all messed up, but the truth is God loves them and he's got a better plan for them. He said that your children would be great upon the earth. If you will, Psalms 112 says that. He says, if a man would fear the Lord, that word fears better worship. He says, if a man would fear the Lord, delight in the law of the Lord and his commandments greatly. They said his seed would be great upon the earth. Great upon the earth. Now, when the Bible talks about your seed being great, it means great. It don't mean they're having trouble. 
It don't mean they're off in the corner somewhere doing things that ain't right. It means they're great. So if you begin to worship God, admit his word, speak over your children, things are going to change. Glory to God. Okay, let's go into the word. Let's turn to the book of Matthew. Glory to God. Matthew chapter 12 and 33. You all got your Bibles with you? Lift them up and shake it. Show the devil. Make him nervous. Glory to God. That's right. I'll tell you. Huh? The word of God makes the devil nervous. We're going to get him on the run today, brothers. We're going to get him on the run today, sisters. Glory to God. Hallelujah. 33 says, either make the tree good and his fruit good, or else make the tree corrupt and his fruit corrupt. For the tree is known by his fruit. I want, to take, I want you to notice something here. I, did you notice that, that Jesus is putting a gender on a tree? Huh? Didn't he say that the tree and his fruit? You see, Jesus is talking here. He's talking about some life. He's just not talking a big old tree sitting out there. He's talking about some life here. He's putting a gender to it. So it's personal for you and me. Either make the tree good and its fruit good, or else make the tree corrupt and its fruit corrupt. For the tree is known by its fruit. O generation of vipers. What's a viper? Oh, okay. O generation of vipers, how can ye, being evil, speak good things? For out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaketh. A good man out of the good treasure of his heart bringeth forth good things. And an evil man out of the evil treasure bringeth forth evil things. But I say unto you that every idle word, that's every unproductive word, that men shall speak, they shall give an account of in the day of judgment. For by thy words thou shalt be justified, and by thy words thou shalt be condemned. Let me read that again. For by thy words thou shalt be justified, and by thy words thou shalt be condemned. That word justified, it means, we'd use it in modern technology or words, vocabulary, acquitted, made free. You went before the judge, somebody stood up, Took your, took, your, took your penalty for you, you were acquitted. Or you, they stood up and said, no, that man's not guilty. You were acquitted. You were made free. That's what, the word, that's what that word means. The word condemned means just the opposite. It means that you were sentenced or put into bondage. So now here we go here. By your words, you're going to be set free, or by your words, you're going to be imprisoned. Is this worth talking about here? Is this, is it, you know, because I'm preaching better than your amen. And, huh? Come on now. Come on now. Stay with me on this. Huh? I'll tell you. We, we, we need to pay attention to this. Because we're always wondering what, what in the world is going on here. Why are we having so much problem in the church? Why is, why is the word of not, God not getting out like it should? Why is there not more good things happening? Well, maybe we've stumbled onto something here, brothers and sisters. Maybe, maybe we've stumbled onto something here. Maybe the problem doesn't lie with God not being able to get it done. Maybe the problem actually lies, allow, or lies with you and me. Maybe, maybe, we shouldn't quit. maybe we better quit blaming God for some things. Maybe we better quit blaming the devil for some things. Maybe we better just look in our own backyard. Let, let's just see what's going on with us, with you and me. By our words, we will be justified, and by our words, we'll be condemned. Look at this. Look at this. It says here, For out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaketh. Now, look what happens here. It says, A good man out of the good treasure of his heart bringeth forth good things. It says here that an evil man out of the evil treasure of his heart brings out evil things. I want you to know that both those men are bringing forth. Now, you're in that group. I'm in that group. We're going to bring forth. 
Because we were designed to bring forth, brothers and sisters. God created us to bring forth. The Bible says that you and I are a speaking spirit. You see, Jesus said what? What did Jesus say about his word? He said that my words are life, or my words are spirit, and they are life. My words are spirit, and they are life. You see, brothers and sisters, you and I, we're going to bring forth. Now, the last thing we want to do is we want to bring forth evil. We don't want to do that. We want to bring forth good things. We want to be people who will bring forth goodness from our heart. But the Bible says that out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. If you can't get the good in your heart, you're not going to get the good out. You've got to get the good in there. You've got you to get rid of the bad. And every one of us are dealing with that. If you think you've arrived, please stand up. I'm going to sit down because you deserve to be speaking this word more than me. Anybody there? Anybody arrived there yet? No. We're all in the same group. We're all being changed from glory unto glory. we all got to pay attention to the word of God. We've all got to change. But we can't change unless we know how to change. Now, this is where the word of God comes in. Because the word of God is the instruction we need. And it says to us that if you want to do good, you've got to get good things in your heart. If you want to be a blessing to this, to this nation, you've got you, you, you to you get good things in your heart. If you want to be a blessing, blessing to this province, you've got to get some good in your heart. If you want to be a blessing to this city, you've got to get some good in your heart. When you get that good in your heart, and then you understand this principle, you understand this principle, good things are going to happen. Glory to God, I'm getting excited. I'll tell you, you better be amening me a little better than that. I'm preaching better than you're amening. Hallelujah, glory to God. Are you getting excited about this? Are you starting to see something here? Because you and I can make a change. I'll tell you, one of you, one person, pastor, you want to see a change in this city? Now we've got to start speaking over the city. We've got to start bringing a change by our words. Let it come out from your belly. Show what? Flow what? What? Rivers of what? Living water. How's it going to flow out if you ain't got it in there? What do you want to flow out? We want this good treasure. Okay, glory to God. Hallelujah. For by the words thou shalt be justified, and by thy words thou shalt be condemned. You know something, brothers and sisters? Let me ask you a question. You may not think words, you, you know, I'm, you may have thought, well, okay, I see a bit of that. Okay, okay. But let me tell you. What do you think can stop a storm? Have they come up with anything yet that can stop a storm? If they had it, they'd have stopped her with Katrina. If they had it, they'd have stopped them with some of them terrible tornadoes and hurricanes. What, have they, what has the natural man come up with that can stop a storm? Not a thing. But let's, let, let's, listen, let's turn over here. Let's turn over here. Let's turn over to the book of Mark. The book of Mark, and let's go to Mark 4, and let's go to, and, and let's go to 35. Mark 4. And 35. And the same day when the evening was come, he saith unto them, Let us pass over to the other side. And when they had sent away the multitude, they took him even as it was in the ship. There were also with him other little ships. And there arose a great storm of wind and of waves to beat unto the ship, so that it was now full. And he was in the hinder, or the hinder part of the, 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 the boat, part of the ship, asleep on a pillow. And they awake him and said unto him, Master, carest thou not that we perish? And he arose and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Peace be still. And the wind ceased and there was a great calm. And he said unto them, 
Why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? And they feared exceedingly and said one to another, What manner of man is this that even the wind and the sea obey him? You want to know how powerful words are? There's an example of how powerful words are. Have you personally ever spoke to a storm? I have. I've spoke to the wind. When we spoke, did we believe anything was going to happen? Or did we just kind of do it because we heard somebody else do it? You see, here's a problem that we have, brothers and sisters, is we will say things, crazy things we say. Let me give you some examples. Man, I'm just dying to get there. My feet are killing me. That machine cost me an arm and a leg. You want to give up your arm and your leg for that machine? Now, you might just say, well, geez, John, that, you know, that's nothing. That just, that's just an expression. But here, I want to tell you something that you might not have considered. I want to say something you might not have considered. Do you know that when you speak that way, when I speak that way, we train our spirit to believe that what we say won't come to pass? You getting that? We train our spirit to believe that what we say won't come to pass. You don't go around saying all matter of trash talk and then go home at night and say, come out in the name of Jesus. You get that? You won't go and say all matter of trash talk and go home and lay your hands on your babies and say, Satan, leave my children alone. Sickness and disease be gone in Jesus' name. You won't do that. Because you know what? You have trained yourself by all your trash talk. You've trained yourself to believe that what you say won't come to pass. Because if you did, you would, never, you would never speak to somebody driving down the road and say, ah, blow that guy off the road. My, uh, you know, that just blew my mind. You want your mind blowing? You see, we don't put any emphasis on that because we really don't believe what we say is going to come to pass. You see, this is why we got to watch what we say. We got to start training ourselves. We got to start training ourselves to put a to put a to put a gag on ourselves. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Proverbs. Go over to Proverbs. Proverbs 18 18 and 21. Proverbs 18, 21. Death and life are in what? The devil? Oh, no, no, hold it now. Shout me down if I'm doing it wrong. Shout me down if I'm doing it wrong here. Death and life are in the power of the devil. Oh, no, uh, death and life are in what? The power of the tongue. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. And it says here, and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. You want to eat the fruit of life, brothers and sisters, not the fruit of death. You know, when, I, when it says love it there, I kind of was asking the Lord, well, you know, anyway, well, you know what, what happens when love's involved? You'll, you'll start to court that thing. You'll start to pay attention to it. You'll start to fellowship with it. You start courting death. You start paying attention to death. You start speaking death, and you'll eat the fruit of it, the Bible says. 
You do just the opposite, though. You start courting life. You start speaking life, and you're going to eat the fruit of it. And that's a good fruit. That's a good fruit. Hallelujah. We're all into life. We're not into death. Amen. Praise the Lord. Let's go on. Let's go to Psalms 141. Psalms 141, verse 3. Set a watch, O Lord, before my what? Mouth. Keep the door of my lips. In other words, Jesus is saying that your door or your lips are a door. A door to allow goodness or to allow evil. Your mouth is a door. See, now, we have to remember here now, we've got to bring this into context, though, too. This was an Old Testament request, brothers and sisters. I want you to know something. This was, this was for the, unre- the, the unsaved. They, they, didn't, they weren't redeemed like you and I. I'll tell you, God's not going to keep your lips. He's given you the responsibility to get in the Word and keep your lips and speak according to the Word. He's not going to put something on your lips to keep you from talking. If you want to talk, you're a free moral agent. You're a free spirit. You'll talk the way you want to talk. And out of your heart will come what you, what, what's in there. See, it's our responsibility now. The redeemed of God. We're the redeemed of God. We're children of God. We're children of the King. We're joint heirs with Jesus. There's no excuse. We need to get in the Word and we need to speak according to the Word of God. God's not going to keep your lips. Back then, he worked differently for them. Okay. Praise the Lord. Let's go to Psalm 39. Psalm 39 and 1. I said, I will take heed to my ways that I sin not with my tongue. I will keep my mouth with a bridle while the wicked is before me. Brothers and sisters, what's the wicked? Who are the wicked? Demons. Demons are wicked. Devils are wicked. Do you realize that the devils and demons are waiting at your word? He said he would keep his mouth before the wicked. They're ready, they're perched, they're ready to hear what you got to say. And when you say, if that boy don't quit driving like that, he's going to kill himself. That girl, I know she's out sleeping around last night, I know it for sure. You, you, you get what I'm saying here? You get what I'm saying here? They're waiting they're just waiting. They're waiting so that you can let them loose with your tongue. That you can give them permission to operate. Because they can't do nothing unless you give them permission, brothers and sisters. <laughs> because I'll tell you, you've got greater authority than they got. They hearken onto that. They pay attention. And then we wonder, why is it that that good person that we thought was so good. And that, that one, that dear one we loved, has such trouble. And then we pay attention to their speech. And we pay attention to what they say. And we understand something here. There's death and destruction in their mouth. Brothers, sisters, speak good over your children. 
Speak good over your children. Call them blessed. Because they are. According to the word of God, that's the truth. Even though the fact may look bad, the truth is they are blessed. He will give his angels charge over them concerning them in all their ways. Those angels would bear them up in their hands lest he'd even dash his foot upon a stone or her. Hallelujah. No evil shall befall them. No plague will come nigh their dwelling. Hallelujah. They have been delivered from any noisome pestilence that's any contagious, infectious, or deadly disease. See, we agree, we admit, and we acknowledge. We agree, we admit, and we acknowledge. Hallelujah. Yeah. And the law of confession goes to work and brings change. Look, let's go over to Luke. Let's go to Luke. Come on. Glory to God. Hallelujah. We got some good things happening here. We got some good things happening. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Luke chapter 12 and verse 8. Look at this. This is good. This is good. Look at this. And also I say unto you, whosoever shall homologio say the same thing as at me, admit, agree, and acknowledge me, Jesus talking here, me before men, him shall the Son of Man, Jesus, also homologio confess, say the same thing as before the angels of God. <laughs> hey, are you getting the picture here? You getting the picture here? You're concerned. Something's going on in your life. You get down on your knees and you pray. You say, Lord, according to your word, this is the situation that I believe. This is the word for my situation. I believe, I believe that prosperity is mine. Even though it looks like I'm in debt so poorly that I'll never come out. I believe that prosperity is mine based on your word. Now, Lord, I ask you to send those angels to bring money in. Jesus in heaven, homologio, says the same thing that you had said, which was the word of God, to the angels of God. And the Bible says that those angels hearken unto the voice of God. They hearken. They're waiting. They're perched. They're ready. Those demons were ready. They were perched. But that's just a, fac- that's just an, that's just a, a facsimile of what's really supposed to happen. That's just the opposite. It's a 180-degree turnaround. What's supposed to happen? The angels are supposed to be working for us. Didn't, doesn't the Bible say that are they not ministering spirits sent forth to minister for those? Or is it two? What is that? Is it two or four? Yeah, it's four. Minister for those who are heirs of salvation. The angels are busy working for you and for me on our behalf when we will speak the word of God, when we will speak the word of God, glory to God, I want to run on that. That is good. Because you know what? You know what? That's exciting. That's exciting. Because there's nothing going to be impossible for you. There's nothing going to be impossible for you. No situation, no devil, no devil's going to be able to come along and, and put, bond, put you in bondage. 
when you understand the word of God? Glory to God. If you can't say amen, say oh my. Hallelujah, man. Huh? Glory to God. This is good preaching. This is good preaching. Hallelujah. This is going to put us over. We got the devil on the run. We got the devil on the run. Hallelujah, I'll tell you. Amen. Praise God, eh? I'll tell you, Jesus is so good. He's got a plan for us, and he wants to see that plan executed. But the problem is, the problem is, we sometimes don't cooperate. Or, what does the Bible say? My people are destroyed because of a lack of what? Money. Oh, no, is it not money? Isn't money your problem? I see money's not your problem at all. I'll tell you where your problem is. I'll tell you where my problem is. It's one inch below my nose. That's our problem. Our problem is how we speak. Glory to God. See, we've got to get the word in. Once you get that word in, you're going to change. You know what? If you, brothers and sisters, listen, I'm going to say something. I'll mark my words. If you'll put this into action that we've talked about here and you'll start watching your words, I can tell you this, in a month from now or two weeks from now or whenever, there will be people that will say things and your spirit will recoil. Don't say that. You watch. You watch. You start putting a guard on your mouth. You start watching what you say. You'll start watching what others say. Then you're going to start preaching it. You're going to start preaching it. You watch. You'll, you'll hear your kids say something. You say, don't say that. That's not true. That's not according to the word of God. You'll be working with somebody. You say, do you really want that to happen? I'll never forget. I heard a, a preacher say this once. Now, I, I, this, is, this is really good. Because he was, he was getting mad. Now, we, we all get a little mad, don't we, sometimes, huh? He was getting mad. And he was getting mad at his wife. Now, none of us ever do that. But anyway, <laughs> he was getting mad at his wife, and he was saying something that wasn't quite right. Well, she said, okay, sweetheart, she said, now, if that's what you want, I'll agree with you. Well, he turned around and he says, woman? <laughs> and he's a preacher, and he's preaching this message, and he said, woman, you're using your, my stuff against me. You know, that's, you know, everybody can miss it. Everybody can miss it. But when we have knowledge and we know, which when you hear the word, you can go from that point on. Now there's, now there's, more, there's more foundation. There's more footing. Amen? Now faith is the substance. A sub- that word substance is foundation. Now faith is the substance or the foundation of things hoped for. That word hoped for is expectation. It's not a hoping and a praying. Okay. That's what that is, eh? Now, faith is the sums of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Glory to God. It don't matter what it looks like. It don't matter what it looks like. It's what the Word says that makes a difference. Amen? Glory to God. Let's go over. Let's go over to Numbers. Hallelujah. How am I doing here? A few more minutes yet. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Numbers, and that would be the 23rd chapter of Numbers. Or 13, sorry, not 23, 13, sorry. 13, yes. You see, brothers and sisters, there is a direct correlation, a direct connection between what we say 
and what we have. And I believe as we've been preaching this, you begin to see some things. Because the Spirit of God is going to reveal, reveal things to you. He's going to start showing you some things, personally in your own life. There's a direct connection between what you have and what you say. Numbers chapter 13, let's go with 17. And Moses sent them out to spy out, or Moses sent them to spy out the land of Canaan and said unto them, Get ye up this way southward and go upward unto the mountain and see the land, what it is, and the people that dwell therein, whether they be strong or weak, few or many, and what the land is that they dwell in, whether it be good or bad, and what cities they are, whether they be dwell in, whether they be tents, strong, or, or in strongholds. And what the land is, whether it be fat or lean, whether they be uh, woodran or not, and whether it be of good courage, and bring forth of the land. Now the time was, the, uh, now the time was the time for the first grape, first ripe grapes. So now the, here they are. Moses, it, it, it's time to enter into the promised land. And Moses does a. A good thing here. He gets 12 spies, one for each tribe. 12, 12 tribes of Israel. He takes, gets 12 of them and tells them, you go off into the land, check it out, find out what it's all about, you know, whether it's, it's even worth going in or whatever. You check it out, find out. So he, do, they, he does that, sends them off. They come back from, from their find. It says, and they return from searching, this is 25, and they return from searching of the land after 40 days. So they're out for 40 days, they're checking things out and everything. And uh, they, all, they come to the congregation of children of Israel, and they, uh, they brought back this word onto the congregation and showed them the fruit of the land. And they said, man, this is good fruit. And, they said, and they told them and said, we came onto the land where thou sentest us, and surely it floweth with milk and honey, and this is the fruit of it. So they brought back some evidence. They, they saw it. It's beautiful, man. This is, this is the place to be. Nevertheless, here's where they sinned. Here's where they missed it. Here's what they said. Out of those, tw- out of those 12, this is what Tan had to say. Nevertheless, the people be strong that dwell in the land, and the cities are walled, and very great. And moreover, we saw the children of Anak there. Now, they were giants. And they, they brought it, the Bible says, if we go down a little far, it says, now they brought up an evil report, it says here, before the Lord. That, that was an evil report. Because it was what? Why would you suppose that that was a report, an evil report, when they said that the land was beautiful, but they couldn't enter in because they couldn't, they're, 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 it was too hard? You know why it was an evil report? Because God had told them that he was going to give them that land. And God was all excited about that. He wanted to bless his children. But they thought it would, that, that, that God wasn't really for them. They didn't really think God was for them, or else he had never said that. Okay, but here's, here's what happens here. Now here's Caleb, okay? And he says, and Caleb stilled the people, this is 30, and Caleb stilled the people before Moses and said, let us at once, let us go up at once and possess it, for we are well able to overcome it. Now, we got one guy standing up before three million people. Now, the Bible said that only Caleb and Joshua would enter into that land. 
Now, do you think that there was anything of what, what they said to what they had? You know that those people, they wandered around for 40 years in a desert trying to get into what was already theirs. They tried to possess what was already theirs. They wandered around for 40 years in the wilderness. And finally, you know what ended up happening? It ended up happening that everybody 20 years old and older died off because they spoke an evil report before God. Listen, let's, let's, let's go see what God had to say about it because he had something to say, didn't he? He had something to say about this. <clears throat> he said, Say unto them, as truly as I live. Well, we know our God lives. Saith the Lord, ye have spoken in my ears. Oh, first of all, we should read over here. Uh, they, remember where they said that they wished to God that they had died in Egypt? Remember them saying that? You remember them saying that? They wished to God they had died in, in, in Egypt. And, God, and here, now here's God saying, As truly as I live, saith the Lord, ye have spoken in my ears, so will I do to you. Did God pay any attention to what they had to say? Oh, yes, he did. Twen- or, uh, three million people. And out of three million people, only two got it. Do you realize the odds to that? Three million people, and out of three million people, two got it. Are we in a warfare? Is this pertinent to the where we live today? Is this, does this mean anything? Does this, is this really important? When three million people can fall by the wayside, and only two get it, There's really something to this. Because you know, if it was just the mercy of God and the grace of God, he'd let them all go in, wouldn't he? You see, God's got a plan. He's got a method. He's got a way of doing things. He's put it, he's set it up before the foundations of the world. And one of them is that you and I, who are free moral, moral, speaking spirits, we're really designed to have what we say. Isn't that what Jesus said? That if you believe and say it with your mouth, you can have it? We have to train ourselves. We have to train ourselves in the Word of God so that what we speak comes to pass. So that when we go downtown or we go to our workplaces, and we're all in this place, we're all involved here, where we go to these places and we see death, destruction, trouble, and we have compassion like Jesus had, because that's really our heart. We want to have compassion. We're learning. We're getting there. When we have compassion and we lay our hands or speak to the situation that we really believe that what we say will come to pass. Jesus is a name above every name. There's no name greater 
than the name of Jesus. The Bible says that demons tremble at that name. That is why the Bible is specific on how you pray, that you pray to the Father in the name of Jesus. You pray to the Father in the name of Jesus because that name is a name that will bring to pass what you say. Amen? When you speak the truth, it will come to pass. Now we have to get to that place. And the only way we're going to get there is if we pay attention to the Word of God. We've got to get that Word in our heart. Now, I want to admit to you that I'm, I have been somewhat neglected, neglecting that in, in, in the last little while. But I'll tell you, God got a hold of me and jerked my chain. He, he jerked my chain. Because it's easy it's easy to put the word down and let some dust gather on it. It's easy to sit down, put your feet up, watch TV. Or it's easy to get out and do everything else but pay attention to the word of God, to study it, to put it in your heart. See, brothers and sisters, that's the, that's, that's the basic fundamental truth that we need. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth will speak. Let's get that good treasure. Let's get that good fruit. Let's get that good word inside our hearts so that when situations arise, we know what to do. We know how to speak. And when we speak, we believe what we say will come to pass. So let's not go around telling people that that just blew our minds. Let's not just go around telling people that that's killing me. Let's not go around telling me, man, you make me sick. Let's not, let's not tell somebody that make us sick. We don't want to be sick. We want our words to come to pass. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Now, if you, if something, you know, spoke to you today, the Holy Ghost spoke to you today, and, and you, you want to, you know, somebody to pray with you, just agree with you, you come on up, I'll pray with you, agree with you. We'll, we'll do some work together. Praise the Lord. But I want you to also, anybody that's here today, I want to give you opportunity to meet my friend Jesus. If you're here today, and what I have spoken makes some sense, but you don't know how to get there, if you've never really asked the Lord Jesus into your heart, if you've never asked him to come in to bring change in your life, if you've never asked him to forgive you of your sins, and to take you into under his arms, into his arms. If you've never been born again, I want to give you opportunity to do that. Because you know what? We're, we're getting close to the latter part of these days. And we've really got to start paying attention to the things of God. If you, it, you know, if the world had it all together, it'd be in a lot better shape than it is today. But it doesn't. There's only one way, the Bible says, and that's Jesus. There's no other way to come to the Father. I mean, Buddha might have been a nice guy, you know, Muhammad, okay. But they're not Jesus. They might have been great fellas. They might have had good char- moral characters. But they can't get you to heaven. There's only one way to heaven, and that's Jesus. So if that happens to be you today, I'm going to ask you to come on up and just, um, you know, don't, don't, don't be embarrassed. There's something going on inside your heart. If that's you, something going on inside your heart. You know, have the courage to get up and walk up here before Jesus and stand before him so that he can homologio you 
before all of heaven and all of hell. And you can be set free. So if that's you, Jesus hung on the cross openly for you. You come on up and you come up here. We'll pray for you. We'll get you saved. We'll get you set free. And you go on to be a, a person who can homologio the word also. Amen. And see a change in your family. See a change in your circumstances around you. Amen. God loves you. You're special. All of you. He loves us so much. Just like Kim Walker saying, He loves us so much. Amen. Glory to God. God bless you. You've been, you've been great. Hallelujah. And uh, take what God has given you today and use it. Put it to work. Put it to work. It's a tool. Amen. Thank you, Father. Father, we praise you for your goodness. Praise you for your mercy. Thank you for your word, Father. And I pray today that this word will fall on good ground, Father. And that that good ground will bring forth good seed. And that good seed will grow up, flower, and bring more fruit in Jesus' mighty name. Praise the Lord. God bless you. We hope you've been blessed by this teaching from Coley Community Church. Thank you for your continued support of this ministry. Coley Community Church, a place where families come together.